there. This is Tracy Malone from NarcissistAbuseSupport.com. Are you at the stage of recovery where you're thinking about maybe going out there and dating again? Even if you're not thinking about dating again, but you are thinking about making yourself whole again so that you can go out dating. My next guest is Julie Schaefer. Dr. Julie Schaefer has written a book and we're going to talk about the seven rules that you have to apply to yourself, not to go date, but to follow your own intuition, follow your 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 whole your heart and your soul. I'll let her explain it more detailed for you. She also has a, a summit that's coming up on finding love again. And I'm speaking at it, even though we're talking about narcissistic abuse, it is going to be a really helpful um, line of experts. I think there's 25, 26 speakers that are going to teach about compassion and self-compassion, self-worth, forgiveness, communication, boundaries, um, just trauma, addiction, all kinds of things that may help you just a little extra piece of the puzzle. So um, you can find the links below to her summit, which is findinglovesummit.com. And it's going to be starting on May 16th. So this is 2022. And if you are looking for this kind of information, it's a free summit, go check it out. But let's welcome Julie and see what she's got to teach us because I know it's going to help you. Welcome, Julie. Thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, my pleasure. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, well, I am so excited that you are here because we are going to talk about moving forward after an abusive relationship. And in your book, which can you hold it up for my audience? Yeah. If you have a podcast, you can't. Can you say the name? It's just loved. Loved. And the subtitle is Relationship Rules for Women Who Thought They Knew the Rules. Ooh, we like that. Yeah. <laughs> in your book, you, you list out seven rules for the the way that we get back into this. Can can you elaborate on that for us? Yeah, yeah. You know, I this book came out of my own rather toxic relationship, and I was recovering from that when I wrote the book. And so these were these were the rules that kind of got me back on my feet, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Um and um I was, I went out into the dating world and I didn't want to repeat that. Right. So, so, uh, the, I made myself two rules and then later I added five more to round them out because at the end of the day, there were all of these rules that I was following to keep mm -hmm. myself, um, from repeating that same mistake. So. And that's so important because repeat offenders are, you know, they look different than the other. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you had a very this way. Now you've got this guy. Oh, he's so totally not like that. But underneath, we're, we're going to be fooled if if we don't take care of ourselves. So go ahead and share with me some of the rules. We'll talk. Yeah, right. So the first rule is to just tell yourself the truth. Now, um, you also want to tell you also want to get to the point of being able to say it to other people. Um, and as I've worked with people around this rule, um, about telling the truth because it is extremely difficult in some or many situations to tell other people. Um, I, I sort of boiled it down to the very most important person to tell the truth to is yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, I, the, the book gets into how to talk to other people about what your truth is, mm -hmm. because I think a lot of times we have rules around that, that are, um, 
they come out of our childhood. They come out of social norms and we don't want to, we don't want to upset other people, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. We're afraid of their reaction essentially and what might happen. And so I've got some um, guidelines around how to, how to speak your truth. And I would imagine it applies in many different situations where you've been and date number one, you know, bachelor number one, uh, let's be truthful about him. Like that was weird. That was weird. Like, is that part of the telling the truth or is it really just about you and the, your past? I think it's about, um, well, rule number two, it's interesting you're bringing this up because rule number two is really what you're talking about. It's when, when someone shows you who they are, believe them. And that's a Maya Angelou quote. I always want to give her credit because she was, you know, such a brilliant spirit on this earth. Um, but that was such an important point because I think what we tend to do is say, oh, I really like this, which is usually initially the love bombing part, right? And then, but I don't like this other stuff over here. And so we'll say, well, I like this, or I, I'm having a problem with this behavior, but I don't like that behavior. Mm -hmm. And and I really want to get back to that place of the love. Mm -hmm. you, it's a it's a it's a package deal people so but we lie to ourselves mm -hmm. and we um so we need to combine tell yourself the truth with when someone shows you who they are believe them and really pay attention to their behavior not what they're telling you because they're going to tell you everything you want to hear mm -hmm. people are exceedingly good at doing that it's creepy <laughs> and I'm going to, I'm going to interrupt before we go to rule number three, but can you give people an example of how they would, um, while they're having this and, and this person's going to tell them like who they are, how does someone who has been victimized by a narcissist extract that information from someone? What's a good talking point to like, Hey, tell me you're an asshole, please. I need that. Oh, right. <laughs> Right. Well, you know, if I, if I was on a first date with somebody and I was trying to figure out, are they telling me something or because I can't know them yet, you know, are they, what, what would their behavior actually be? Mm -hmm. I would dive deeper into what they're telling me. Mm -hmm. And if it's a, if they're just telling me what I want to hear, I'm, they're not going to be able to give me good details mm -hmm. about that. So for example, if, the, if you like to ski and you put that on your profile and the date says, oh, I just love skiing. Isn't this great? And it's very um, common just to say, well, it, it, just to go along. Oh, he likes, he loves skiing. We're a great match, right? You know, and it checks that box, but then ask, when was your last ski trip? You know, what size skis do you like to ski on? What kind of skiing do you like to do? Would you ever like to do a different kind of skiing? Have you ever snowboarded? You know, um, get into the details. It will, if he's not a skier, it will fall apart very quickly. Um, he will be vague and avoidant of answering your questions. And that will be a, a clue. It's that you use the skiing example because I'm in Colorado here and I tell my clients that exact example all the time going same thing is sort of like how often do you ski and what's your favorite mountain have you ever been to whatever yours is right and what's your favorite trail there because if, if yeah. it's really their favorite mountain they would have a trail right um I always use that example that's so funny that you said the same thing but it is because narcissists tend to 
pretend that they like everything you like. You know, you like a, a dog with three legs and one blue eye, one brown eye. Ah, oh, so do they, they have one at home, right? It's just unbelievable, but we fall for it without this extra lever of show me versus just tell me because right. you know, so many of my clients are like, well, he said he likes this. I'm like, yeah, well, how do you know? This is how you know. So yeah. thank you for sharing that. Yeah, yeah. And how funny that it was the same example. <laughs> always, I mean, but it, because we're here and I'm always, but I'm always like sort, sort of the ski trail, you know, the, yeah. Yeah. how often do they go? Because again, you are mm -hmm. now getting the intel. And if they pass that test and they have real answers, next. Okay, what else? <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. All right, what's number three? And number three is always assume the best in your partner. Now, this came out of... Um, you know, I was married for 20 years and I got to a point of believing that he was doing these things on purpose to me. Now he may or may not have been, but, um, I was telling me myself that he was doing that. And I watched my clients do that also, but you know, their husband or their wife was doing this on purpose. Mm -hmm. Well, that does set up a conflict with what we were just talking about. And I realized that. So here's, here's how we resolve that conflict. People will do the, the best they can with what they have. And you need to be able to look at their behavior, recognize it for what it is, and tell yourself the truth about it. That does not give the person a pass, right? So but the problem, what we do is we say, oh, well, he had trauma in his childhood. And I can understand why he would be upset about that. And, and so it's okay. It's not, it's, he has trauma in his childhood. You could understand why he would be upset about that. And it's not okay for you. It's not okay to be treated that way. And if that's the best he can do, or she, you know, I should say, we're kind of picking on the guys here, but women can <laughs> be narcissistic too. If that's the best your partner can do, mm -hmm. that's the best they can do. Mm -hmm. Right. And recognize that, but don't play the victim and say to yourself, um, he's just doing that to make me mad. Mm -hmm. Right. Cause that's putting yourself in, in the victim position and not telling yourself the truth about this person and what is happening here in the dynamic. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Number four, number four, number four is to know your own limitations. And this, I focus this really on um, your health, your, your physical state. So are you hungry? Are you tired? Have you not had a good amount of exercise? Are you not feeling well? Do you have a chronic illness? Mm -hmm. um, here's a big one. Is your thyroid okay? <laughs> are you starting to go through menopause? Those two hormone issues will make it very difficult for you to show up in a relationship in a way that's um, balanced mm -hmm. and, and um, take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. So um, know where you're at. If you're hungry, you're not in the best position to be um, navigating your boundaries, <laughs> for example, right? Yeah. Or if you're tired. It's not the best time to engage in a war. Right. It's your anger is going to feed it even more. Right. Right. And if you're tired now, I guarantee you at the end of the day, you're tired. And so if it's just before bed, don't start talking about some topic, right. That, you know, is going to flare because it's 
doing that because you don't have the ability to regulate yourself. So it's just know, know yourself mm -hmm. and what's going on with you so you can show up in a healthy way. Nice. Again, it's all tapping into our own self and not like having them be they're they're extra we we look at us first how do we feel you know what's the truth and, and we're we're coring it about us so i love this so far that was number five was number four number five is own your own emotions so um basically that is if you get angry at somebody for doing something it's really easy to blame the other person mm -hmm. and it, this is about taking responsibility for your own um decisions and your role and are you speaking up for yourself and if not what's going on and mm -hmm. your your own anger i mean i and i know we're talking about this in the context of a toxic abusive relationship but we have all kinds of relationships and one of my favorite stories around this was um around it was around the 2016 election which was firing everybody's emotions up and my mom and i had a different political um, positions and i had to get off the phone with her because she brought up something that really like my anger just like rose up and i didn't want to be angry with her so i got off the phone and then i asked myself why did that upset me so much and that's the key question right because once you ask, once you sort of examine, do a little introspection around where's that emotion coming from? Mm -hmm. You know, are you feeling threatened? Um, are you feeling disappointed? Are you hurt by what was just said or what just happened, right? Um, that gives you some information about you and rule number six. And <laughs> rule number six is the past plays a part, but the present is primary. So, um, you know, your past got you where you are today, um, but we need to be in the present. So if we've got issues coming up from the past mm -hmm. that are um, overlaying, they're sort of taking charge. You know? mm -hmm. um, we need to figure out what those are, learn about them, integrate them, not shove them in the basement. <laughs> we always want to shove them in the basement. I don't, you know, I don't, I'm not really <laughs> like that i you know i'm not an angry person as you're yelling at somebody you know um, <laughs> so um we need to understand where all that comes from but stay present with the person that we're in the relationship with mm -hmm. which is really important when you're going forward into the next relationship because um the the next person's going to do something and it's going to remind you of what just happened and if you get very emotional mm -hmm you aren't going to recognize if it really is that same pattern or if it just triggered you. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. yeah, it's true. I mean, that's the whole thing about triggers is it's it's from the past. But again, if you're coming out of an abusive relationship, someone could just like blink wrong and it's just like your ex and you get yeah. triggered and all those emotions come in. So knowing what they are and what's yours is really right. right. What's right. the next one is this so, number? Number seven. <laughs> I'm like, am I counting? I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. You kind of get lost in there. Um, well, and as I was writing the book, I was just thinking, well, these rules are, are all great and everything, but you can't always whip them out in a moment's notice. So what's a good overarching rule um, to live by? And I feel like this rule circles back around to rule number one. So the rule number seven is to always be kind. Mm. And being kind does not mean being nice. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that that's how it circles back to rule number one, because sometimes being kind means speaking your truth. Mm-hmm. And um, you, when you speak your truth, you are standing up for yourself in a way that teaches you that you're worth it. Mm-hmm. Right. And being kind is how you want to be in the world. You, you, you want to show up in an authentic way. And um, it's really important that people experience the consequences of their behavior. Mm-hmm. So if somebody is toxic to you, mm-hmm. if you can, in a kind way, <laughs> say, that doesn't work for me. And depending on the situation, respond mm-hmm. accordingly, right? Um, you're, you're being kind to yourself and you're being kind to the other person by not um, sweeping it under the rug. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It sounds a, a lot like boundaries. <laughs> you're you're uh-huh. speaking up, saying what you mean, doing what you say. Um, but I think victims of narcissistic abuse often equate being kind with vulnerability. And I think what you're saying here kind of separates the two because mm-hmm. they, if I'm kind, I'll be taken advantage of again, right? So it doesn't have to be that because when we also have the common, like, you know, thing that everyone has after this kind of abuse is, I don't know who I am anymore. Mm-hmm. You were the kind, loving person, and now you're afraid to be kind and loving. Right. Because being kind and loving blinded you to what was happening, right? But being kind is part of who you are. And so be that, but open your eyes to the truth. And this, I think, might be a key, which wasn't in the book, but I was really key in my recovery from what I went through, was understanding my complicity in what had happened in that relationship and forgiving myself for it. Huge. Right? Because that was the piece. What the the moment I could feel it, the moment it happened in my head, I was like, damn, I stayed in that marriage for 20 years and I should have left. I should have left when the plane landed after the honeymoon. (laughs) But I stayed because I didn't want to be divorced again and he probably didn't really mean it and blah, 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 right? And that went on for 20 years. So I was complicit in that. Um. And I had to say to myself, you know what? I forgive you. I forgive you for putting yourself through that. And we're going to move forward now. And we're not going to do that again. Because we can see it. Self-forgiveness is such a a, a pinnacle part of healing. As well as learning to trust yourself again. Because as we talked about, they connect, right? If you don't trust, if you can't forgive yourself, you can't trust yourself. And if you can't trust yourself, you cannot trust other people because the trust in yourself is to go, if this guy did whatever your husband did after the honeymoon and you land the plane, like if you trust yourself to speak up, to go, that's not okay. Or, you know, you have to have that trust in self to go, Tracy, someone does that to you, you're going to kick their butt right out, right? You have to be able to know that about yourself and trust that no matter how good they look on paper, that the things they're doing are still not okay. Because again, we go back to the the person going, I love to ski, right? On paper, are they telling us this or are they showing it to us? So 
this is where we trust ourselves. If they're not actually showing us what they've just been recording and telling us, right. we have to trust ourselves that, yeah, sorry, dude, I'm, I, this is not working out for me. And right. have the courage to speak up. Because when you've been battered down and gaslit, you're afraid mm -hmm. to say something like that. And you're like, I don't want to be alone. So I guess he's better than nothing. Sorry, guys, we are talking about women in this one. But um, all of these things are part of building the core. And I love your seven uh, rules. I can't wait to get the book and read it myself because this is what we all need to understand. Um, I also want you to talk about your upcoming conference. Yeah. So can you talk about that? Because I was a speaker and I know that um, you've got a lot of people that are here to talk about healing. Yes, yes, there's a lot. I've gathered together 25 um, experts from around the world, actually, and oh. you're one of them, um, who are talking all about the, the name of it is the Finding Love Summit. Mm -hmm. And they're talking about how to be healthy in relationships. And they all have uh, a take on it from a different perspective. You know, you're talking about recovery from narcissistic and toxic relationships. And I've got speakers on forgiveness and compassion several people are talking about the role of self-love and how do you do that <laughs> um, yeah. boundaries communication how to manage conflict it, there's a lot there mm -hmm. um, and uh, it will be airing um, May 16th to the 20th um, and it's currently 2022 so <laughs> <laughs> If you're if you if you're listening to this in a time capsule and it's uh 2052 don't look for the link don't look for this <laughs> uh hopefully this video will be out there in 2052 but i will be like no teeth and a hundred right. years right right <laughs> um it'll still be there yeah. um so how do people find out how to sign up for this because again this is an event that is not narc base for everyone out there listening um this is something about healing and and yeah. whether you're actually looking to go on a date because a lot of people are shell-shocked i don't ever want to go right or whether you're just going i want to better myself i want to forgive myself i want to learn how to do this i want to learn better boundaries all of these things that you're talking about are the pillars of recovery regardless of whether you want to go on a date so how do they find out about and sign up for your free um summit yeah, yeah, it is free. It's going to be free to watch that week. Um, it you can go to findinglovesummit.com. Okay. Yeah, and um, oh. you might have a link. I don't know where you put all the podcast links, but there might you might be have a link there that they can just click on. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So thank you so much. This is um, this is why I brought you in here. You've got a great event coming up here, and obviously you're super smart about the seven rules, yeah. and um, it's it's going to help a lot of people. So thank you so much for being here, Julie. Oh, you're welcome. It was my pleasure. Thanks for what you're doing. It's really important. Thank you. I hope that you found that helpful. Julie is so super smart and her upcoming event is going to be a fantastic event. And I'm so excited that you can join it. Uh, I wanna talk about the triggers that we were talking about. I didn't wanna interrupt her when we were talking, but um, when we are going and coming out of a narcissistic relationship, we are going to be triggered. People are going to do the same sort of things that your narcissist did to you. And your job is to learn and understand your triggers, what's yours as she said, and what can I do? Why does that bother me? When she told the story about her mom, why did that comment 
of annoy me. We have to know our triggers because if we don't, triggers are just going to pop, pop, pop all around us. We're never going to get on with our life because those triggers bring up stuff that happened in the past. Well, you're living in the future. You're living today and hopefully for tomorrow. You don't want to keep bringing up the stuff and the patterns that have happened before. So on my website, NarcissistAbuseSupport.com or TargetedHealingJournals.com, you can find my processing your triggers journal and in this journal i have a whole bunch of instructions how to figure out why and what was underneath that trigger so that you can process it and better identify that was what it was oh i'm not gonna let that bother me he just triggered me i'm living here that stuff was yesterday i put down those emotions when that particular thing happens again so this is Tracy Malone. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll look forward to seeing you again soon. Thank you.